here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Rob McCarran. Breaking news, the rating for Raw is likely to fall at 2.7 or 2.8. Sting versus Flair did a 5-4. Jeff Hawkins. This is a joke. I'm going to kick your butt when I, once I get bail. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come after you. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarran and Jeff Hawkins. There ain't no stopping us now. We celebrate on the floor. Top down, we're ready to go. To all the people across every nation. Turn it up and give me some more. Balloon guy! Whatever happened to the day when there was respect for a guy with 26 years in the big leagues? Hall of Famer Tim Raines. Today on Shake Them Ropes, Kurt Angle is headed for the Hall of Fame on WrestleMania weekend. Raw's treatment of Sammy and Bailey sent me off the deep end. AJ, Miz, and Cena were pretty great, and your new UK champ is Tyler Bate. Mickey James returns, and a great weekend for Pete Dunne. And it's Steamboat Savage from WrestleMania 3 in our countdown to number one. No reference to NXT nor 205. That part is barren. Your host, as always, Mr. Rob McCarran. Hi, Rob. Hi, it is uh, not Steamboat and Savage. It's not? It is Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. Shit, I watched the wrong match again. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, next uh, next week was Steamboat and Flair, the week after that, Savage and Steamboat. That's Savage all right. We will, we will do... Can, uh, you know what? We could pause this. I could go watch it if you want. <laughs> we, will do, uh, we will do Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. We will dive into the top five. We'll take a week off from the top 100. We will dive into uh, the rest of the top five next week with Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. <laughs> I've already ruined the show. <laughs> oh, no, it's it's quite all right. No, well, because what happened was we were talking about it last week because we had right. Randy Savage and Ultimate Warrior and we were talking right. about Randy Savage, Ricky Steamboat and how it was coming up at WrestleMania 3, but uh, you jumped the gun a little bit. That's okay. okay. It is it is quite all right. I'm not going to I'm not going to be upset with you. I, uh, not on Lord. air at least no the tongue, lashings, the tongue lashings i get off air are just are just phenomenal give me your watch back okay fine yeah so uh we will we will do the top 100 uh we will continue with that next week in our big royal rumble and nxt san antonio preview special palooza um mm-hmm. but yeah i what do you uh what do you think about this Can, i don't want to dive into the negatives so I may not even let you talk about Bailey and Sami Zayn. That's the only negative I have to talk about this week, really. I mean, everything else is pretty the, good, I thought. That's the funny thing when I get the criticisms that, oh, you guys are super negative all the time. Why are you always focusing on the negative? No, I'm, I'm sorry we, we talked about that one thing that you liked and we didn't. I'm sorry. Generally, we're pretty positive. I mean, hell, there's a lot, of, a lot to be positive about this week, too. I'm super hyped for the Royal Rumble coming up. I am uh, I'm excited for the main events just because Bobby Roode is in it and I want to see what they do with Shinsuke Nakamura. But I mean, the NXT takeover special isn't isn't my most favorite card in the in the world coming up. 
but I'm super positive. I mean, Kurt Angle going to the Hall of Fame to me is a huge deal. And he's one of the few I would put Daniel Bryan in this category. Uh, but of the realistic entries into the Hall of Fame for WWE, Kurt Angle might be one of the very few that actually gets me excited for that show. And he's going in. And it was a surprise uh, because, you know, you, you heard the rumors out there. You thought DDP, Christian, you know, guys like that. And that's another thing. If DDP and Christian end up going in too, this is like Chipper Jones going into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Like we're, we're starting to get guys who debuted after I started watching wrestling. And I'm talking about 1997. It's not like I've been watching for decades and decades. I guess it's been two decades now, but I, I haven't been watching since the mid 80s. I know that you come from a different perspective on this because you had been around for a while before Kurt Angle showed up and Christian showed up. We're talking about guys who just started out when I started watching wrestling, and now they're gone and going in the Hall of Fame all at once. And it's it's a surreal thing for me. It's like Derek Jeter. When Derek Jeter goes in the Hall of Fame, I'll be like, oh, man, I saw this entire guy's career. How old am I? But yeah, Kurt Angle to me was a huge deal. Does Kurt Angle pop the meter for you? I love Kurt Angle. I I, I... he's can I can I say this too before yeah. before you go into Kurt please, Angle? And I want please. you to go into Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is my favorite pro wrestler of all time. Really? He is my favorite pro wrestler of all time. I go back and watch that Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels match from WrestleMania 21 all the time. I go back and watch Kurt Angle no matter what he's doing. I It, it could be, I mean, his early 2001, hell even, you know, I'll go back to watch Kurt Angle. And I am not a fan of going back and watching, you know, the old stuff just to rewatch. I'll go back and see the moments that are exciting. I like doing this top 100 uh, thing we got going on here. Uh, but I'm not always going back to the old stuff. I like the new stuff. I like the live events. I like watching the new live shows. I'm the same way with movies. I don't go back and watch old movies. I I love watching the new live stuff. I'm not I'm not super into going watching uh, older stuff. But I will go back and watch a Kurt Angle match, no matter when it is, no matter from what show. It could even be a crappy Kurt Angle match. Kurt Angle does it for me, man. He's my favorite wrestler of all time. It's interesting because I was having a conversation last night uh, on the other show that I do with Sean, and there was a tweet from a fr mutual friend of all of ours about Kurt Angle never being a draw or something of that effect. And it's interesting to me that Tim Raines today makes the Hall of Fame because Kurt Angle and Tim Raines have a, a little bit in common in that, to me, at least in terms of this metaphor, I'm going to try and put on you. Um, Tim Raines is the possibly the second best base dealer of all time. And his major crime and the thing that kept him out of the hall of fame for a long, long time was the fact that he existed in the same time period as Ricky Henderson, possibly the greatest base dealer of all time in American baseball. If in case you're in Europe and you're listening to this and have no idea what I'm talking about. Kurt Angle existed in a time with Triple H, Undertaker, The Rock, Steve Austin, and was still a star. He was never the guy, no. And well, for a uh, for a small time there when they had the split brands, he was the guy on SmackDown while Triple okay. H was the guy on Raw. But yeah, you're right. He was never the guy in the company. But that's um, fine. That is fine because he was, I mean, look, he was at least the second or third best guy in the company the entire run he was there. I mean, if um, you really, if you really want to argue things, you could, you could make an argument that The Rock was never the guy because it true. was always Steve Austin. Very true, very true. Or The Undertaker. It's it's hard to Triple be H. the guy. Yeah, it's yeah. Undertaker was probably never the guy because yeah. when he finally became this big, huge thing, Steve Austin and The Rock were there. For me, I can watch 
and and I love Kurt Angle matches as well. I love all the Kurt Angle. I like like that that Shane Street fight. I could watch over and over again at WrestleMania. Was it X Seven? Yeah, the one where he. Well, no, no, no. X Seven. It was Angle and uh, Benoit. Oh, you're right. No, and that's the other one. I can watch Angle Benoit matches forever. I know. Yes, Chris Benoit murdered his wife and child. There's there's your disclaimer. But those two together, I loved watching them. And the thing that. Okay, here's another minor nitpick that 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 I had about the show was was the the video for Karen Angle, focused on all his comedy, and don't get me wrong, he was a phenomenal comedic actor, phenomenal to the point where, let's put it this way, not only was he a guy that possibly picked up pro wrestling faster than any other athlete in the history of this sport, super, super quick, and it's hilarious when some people try to bring him down on that i mean this guy was excellent in the ring within two years yeah i'm not bringing him down on any of this but it made me think of that william regal quote in in the table for three he's on with uh seamus and wade barrett about yeah. how you're never remembered for your great matches you're remembered right. for those funny moments mm-hmm. or the or those moments that make people laugh and that's the most thing he's most proud of in his career and of course when i told you that the first time my jaw dropped Cause I'm like, no, you want to be remembered for your great matches and stuff. It doesn't matter, man. It doesn't really matter. Now, Kurt Angle, I, I love I will, his matches. I will remember Kurt Angle for all the great matches. Like I said, yes. that WrestleMania 21 with Shawn Michaels, but I, I don't actually think of that video as a slight at Kurt Angle. Everyone knows how great Kurt Angle was. So they showed yeah. the other side to make sure that you remembered, you know what, how funny Kurt Angle was, okay. how, how uh, charismatic Kurt Angle was and how he took, not just, and this is a serious athlete. This is a guy, and you know that there are so many serious athletes who come in and don't have the super personality when it comes to on screen. Uh, Chad Gable's kind of getting there, but Kurt Angle. I mean, Kurt Angle was a stunning personality yeah, on his it, first night in WWE. It it is hard for those types of athletes because they are. I mean, he's a he's a legit Olympic gold medalist, and to have that kind of focus and drive. A lot of times what you give up are social skills because you are so focused on training and right. winning and being disciplined that you don't develop person person skills. I mean, a lot of the guys I know that that became great athletes aren't the most chatty fellas in the world. And they really, it was weird, like at least a couple of them, the first time they got a camera put on them uh, of some kind, they, they just, they froze. They go, what is this happening in my face right now? Kurt Angle could, could, you know, was sitcom level funny at all times because he never really sold out on the joke. He was always committed to whatever he was right. doing. Even if it was that stupid little cowboy hat he was wearing on his head, he always committed to the joke, which which from an acting perspective, I appreciate from a guy like that with no training a lot more than guys I see with training who sell out all the time. And don't get it wrong, too. Those moments, uh, you may look at back at the Steve Austin uh, with the tiny guitar and Kurt Angle with the small cowboy hat, and you might see, oh, the, that was hokey comedy back in 2001. People love those segments during the time. Oh, yeah. No, People no, no. Love People love that have, stuff. And I remember, I mean, look, Smackdown, I, my, my first... Smackdown was super entertaining because of those, because most of that stuff happened on Smackdown. I would say almost all those skits that we saw were basically happening on Smackdown. Where Raw yeah, my, was my, more, yeah. Go ahead. No, my first memory of of Kurt Angle was reading, um, on the old Rex Sport Pro Wrestling, about that night he showed up because originally he was going to debut in ECW, 
Mm-hmm. Vince wasn't going to have him on the on the WWF roster. He's going to debut in ECW, and they did the uh, crucifixion of Raven angle. Yep. And Kurt said, "I want nothing to do with this." And he almost, I, I, I believe, if I'm recalling correctly, he almost quit. Never went into pro wrestling, which would have been a shame. Yeah, no, I, I got nothing but fond memories for Kurt Angle, and and it almost makes me think about getting tickets to this. Although I have so many tickets to so many other things, I probably won't be able to yeah, get there. No, he's a he's a ticket seller for sure. I mean, to mm-hmm. me anyway. And talk about not drawing either. This guy, this guy didn't last that long in WWE. I mean, we're talking six years, mm-hmm. and then he goes to uh, TNA, and this guy he's was great there. He was tripling pay per view buy rates for TNA with matches with Samoa Joe. And one of yeah. the most interesting programs TNA ever had was that Samoa Joe Kurt Angle thing. He was coming in as a legit badass. Uh, he reinvented himself a couple of times, you know, leading the main event mafia, doing some different things. Uh, he was he was a good character in TNA. He was a really good wrestler. And then obviously you get past 2010 and he starts wearing down a little bit because he's a guy who had broken necks and he's a guy who put a lot on his body, both with in the ring stuff, with training and, you know, drug use. And he's admitted to certain things that he's not proud of. So this isn't a guy who's been, you know, an angel all his life. No. Uh, but as far as in the ring, I mean, he's been one of the most entertaining guys. I could go watch a 20-minute Kurt Angle match and love it. You know, we had Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar in the Iron Man match from SmackDown here on our top 100. And, you know, a 60-minute match with Kurt Angle feels like it's going 30. I mean, this is just a guy who was so fluid and made everything go so quickly in the ring. This is a, a favorite of mine. I, I kind of relate him. People talk about the uh, draw aspect. And I can't help but uh, compare him to AJ Styles right now because AJ Styles is not the guy in WWE. The guy right now is John Cena, and you can say that Roman Reigns is the guy that is is pushed outwardly as the guy. But who's carrying SmackDown? It's AJ Styles. Kurt Angle had carried SmackDown before. Who's one of the best in the ring? It's AJ Styles. AJ Styles is very similar to what Kurt Angle was at his peak uh, on the SmackDown side. Now, Kurt Angle still main evented at WrestleMania. I don't think AJ Styles is doing that anytime soon. Uh, Kurt Angle was a, a serious threat. The, Kurt Angle main evented a WrestleMania in Safeco Field that had Hulk Hogan on the show, that had a Triple H world title match on the show. Uh, he was main eventing serious WrestleManias. It's not like the card was was lacking for talent. This is a guy that WWE trusted. He's a guy that uh, did not let WWE down, in my view. And it's it's about time he's he's coming back to WWE. I mean, he had his run in TNA. And I'm looking forward to see if he does anything more in this Hall of Fame. Do you think does he Austin, have a does he have a match at WrestleMania? I I don't think so. Um, but I think he has a match at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. Although them putting him in the Hall of Fame now instead of like next year after a short run makes me think he's not going to be wrestling at all. My my first thought was he might be Undertaker's opponent. I just don't know because I don't know if they would like Kurt Angle to be one of the focal points of a WrestleMania at this age. And and I don't, I said they trusted him before. I don't know if they trust him to go out there and do 10 to 15 minutes or hell, even 20 with the Undertaker. Okay. I just don't think they trust him to do that. Would I like to see a Kurt Angle match at WrestleMania? Sure. Uh, hmm. I would say the best case scenario is a surprise entrance in the Royal Rumble where all he has to do is get thrown out. Okay. You know, something like that. I, I don't think that's going to happen either, but. And you got the Alamo Dome. That, pop, that pop would be fantastic if oh, you heard huge. that. Da, 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 da. You can oh, do some crazy goodness. things with the Royal Rumble. That, that music, though. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see it. Uh, maybe he does some type of gimmick at WrestleMania, where like kind of like Hulk Hogan when he went in the Hall of Fame, where he does the run-in on Davari and uh, and Hassan. 
you know, something like that, maybe with Kurt Angle. Maybe he does, maybe he comes out with American Alpha for an American Alpha tag team title match Ooh. at some point. Um, because he had Chad Gable tweeting, uh, you know, you know, welcome home, Kurt Angle, and and welcoming him to WWE. So maybe something like that, but I, I just don't know if a Kurt Angle match, but hey, I'm also the one that you know what a month ago said that Chris Hero may not wrestle in NXT. <laughs> so don't listen to me on who might wrestle in NXT. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I'm I'm super excited for Kurt Angle. I mean, that's a huge thing. And if you have Kurt Angle going in with Christian, I mean, that those are two funny guys. Those are two guys I mean, that are going to have some pretty cool speeches. I think it would I think it's great if Christian gets his own if they put him in solo. I really do because they they owe him a lot. And they've always kind of shaded him. I mean, we've heard the story about Vince thinking he was funny looking and wanted to put the blue dot over his head when he wrestled. They never really gave him the shot at the title when he was at his hottest, when he was doing those promos with Tomko. He was always seen as the second banana edge. He goes to TNA. He proves that he can draw. And then he comes back and he, you know, he, he has those great matches with Orton and keeps getting concussed. But he never really gets his due. And, and I'm happy if they put him in as a solo, not with edge and Christian, I, I, I think this is a guy that really, you know, he, he, he's, he's never really gotten his due. And I really think it'd be nice for him to have his own moment. I think it would be a nice moment and you can't really hurt putting Christian in, in the middle of the card at a hall of fame. I, I would think DDP is going in. One of the interesting things too, is, you know, I, a lot of us thought that, you know, Daniel Bryan might go in this year just because he had all the retirement and he could be a classic headliner. Obviously not now. Kurt Angle in there. Kurt Angle's your headliner, no. and that's yeah. a big headliner. And then we have the announcement that WrestleMania 34 is going to be in uh, New Orleans next year, the site of where Daniel Bryan won his world title at WrestleMania 30. Uh, that seems like a perfect spot as any for Daniel Bryan to be the headliner for the Hall of Fame. Mm. So I almost I would almost say ninety percent. I'm thinking Daniel Bryan's your headliner next year. Yeah, I, I would think so. All righty. I, I also want to. I tweeted this out um, the other day, and I I talked to you about it. Um, Royal Rumble's coming up, and yeah. uh, you know different sites do Royal Rumble pools. A lot of people get together and do these Royal Rumble pools where you know you randomly get a a number. And you hope that uh, you win, basically, with this random draw. Um, I think we're going to do a Royal Rumble pool ourselves. Uh, yay or nay, Royal Rumble pool. Should we do it? You can do it. You? Oh, oh, I can do it, huh? You're not. You're not I, taking any responsibility for what may happen. It's not that. It's I. I, I love these types of pools. There's always one guy though that that look I can't pay you yet <laughs> whatever all these excuses and things like that money up front that's all I'm saying money yeah, so what, up front. So what happened is I asked on uh, on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes is the Twitter feed you can follow Jeff at Crap Game Thirteen. I asked hey if we did a a small buy in a small uh you know cash buy in because the uh, the grand prize would be a, a pretty good cash prize uh, if we did a Shake Them Rope listener. Uh, Royal Rumble pool, would people be interested? I got a ton of feedback. I got a lot of people saying that they would be in. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're announcing it now. We are going to do a Royal Rumble pool for the 29th uh, at the Royal Rumble. Uh, the plan right now is to just have one pool, the first 30 people who sign up and actually pay the entry fee, which I'm thinking is gonna, just going to be $5. I mean, nothing too crazy. $5 will get you in. Uh, we will do one pool. So the first 30 who sign up, 
Uh, I am going to post on the Voices of Wrestling forums uh, full details. I will tweet out uh, the link, but we are announcing it now. Get ready. Follow the Twitter feed at Shake Them Ropes, and we will do the uh, the first ever Shake Them Ropes listener Royal Rumble pool where we will uh, get the 30 entrance. Uh, Jeff and I will be included. Um, Jeff, I, I mean, uh, if Jeff wants to play, maybe if Jeff doesn't want to play, he doesn't have to play. Uh, but I'll I will play. do it. I'll I will play. be in. All right, Jeff and I will be in, so you'll be competing against us. Uh, random draw. When we have the 30, we're going to give everybody a number randomly drawn. Uh, we will have prizes. The top prize is going to be um, if we get 30 people to sign up, because that'll be the big thing. We got to have 30 people who pay the $5 entry fee. Uh, the first prize is going to be a hundred bucks. So for $5, you can win a hundred dollars. And on top of that, we have a signed Prince Puma, also known as Ricochet a signed poster from Lucha Underground Season 2. Lucha Underground Season 2, Prince Puma signed autographed poster uh, that I am going to include in the top prize. So $100 and a signed Ricochet poster courtesy of Lucha Underground on El Rey Network. Uh, We're going to have some side bets too. Uh, You will get prize money for if your entrant gets the most eliminations in the Royal Rumble. We will have a pity prize for the entrant that has the shortest time in the Rumble. So if if you get number four and it's Dolph Ziggler or something like that, or Tyler Breeze, and he gets kicked out in five seconds, boom, you get your money back plus some. Uh, and then I think uh, I was trying to think of what the final side bet award should be. Third prize is you're fired. Oh, wait, yeah, that's okay. Gary Ross. <laughs> I was trying to think of what the final award would be. And I think uh, let's gonna... see most eliminations. Well, we're doing most eliminations. We're doing okay, the shortest, doing time, shortest in. time entry. Uh, we're and... we're going to do the last eliminated. So if you are the okay. one who is the very last eliminated before the winner is shown, you will get some prize money. So if you were so close yet so far, you will also get a little bit of a victory. But the final one, Jeff, what do you think about this? The automatic win if your entrant is Kane. <laughs> and if Kane, and, and the asterisk is if Kane somehow is not in the match, it will be Big Show. Big Show will be the automatic victor. So you get your money back. Boom. If if Kane is an entrant in the Royal Rumble. So uh, you know, I'm thinking there's multiple ways to win. You don't have to win the top prize to walk away with your money back and then some. Uh, so we're going to post all of the details at the Voices of Wrestling forums, but keep on track with that Shake Them Ropes. Um, and the Voices of Wrestling Facebook page will post everything so you will be able to sign up. Um, and then we'll just do the money via PayPal. So uh, PayPal us uh, the the entry fee of $5 and you will be in. And uh, that is all there is to it. So keep on the lookout for all of that. That'll probably go up uh, sometime Thursday, uh, sometime Thursday. So tomorrow uh, when we are recording this uh, Thursday, the 20th, I believe, or 19th of January. I mean, this month is already over. Oh, 2017 is flying by, Jeff. Okay. I don't, <laughs> you don't think so? I mean, no. we're already in the 18th already. It seems like it was just New Year's Day. Mm. I don't know. That's how it is going for me. Um, speaking of time flying by, how's your watch, buddy? I like it. I do. We- we have a uh, we have a brand new sponsor to the show, one we're very excited about because they were they were very generous uh, to send us some of the watches uh, that they sell. Uh, Lord Timepieces is a new sponsor to Shake Them Ropes. Tell the folks what kind of watch you got there, buddy, and uh, what people should expect with their watch. I got a uh, black and gold. Uh, I forgot the name of it right now, but but it's it's great. I I've never been a jewelry guy. I've never owned jewelry. I, the only time I owned a watch was as a kid. 
I, I like this. I, I like, I think for some reason, and it's, it's classy for me. I, I really like it a lot. It, it's when someone asks you the time, I don't know. I always found it tacky. You know, you, when you pull out your phone and you check the time, I like that, that kind of old school, you know, I'm, I'm not saying go back to pocket watches, but having just a nice watch on your wrist. And you know, if you're sharply dressed like you or, joe lanza on a date or something like that you know it's 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 a nice accompaniment to your outfit i love it a lot lordtimepieces.com lord timepieces they are a london-based fashion brand so you know it's coming from london it's going to be good but the best part about these is they're affordable watches and very high class watches like i got the black on black classic uh where you got the time you got your hands very minimal but super sleek Leather bands, they are water-resistant watches. They are very cool. Classic design, quality construction, styled minimalism. That's what they go for at Lord Timepieces. Watches are starting just at 70 bucks, and right now, with Shake Them Ropes exclusively, you can go to lordtimepieces.com. That's L-O-R-D-T-I-M-E-P-I-E-C-E-S, lordtimepieces.com. Use promo code ROPES, and you can get an additional 10% off. They are fabulous in the way they look perform mm-hmm. super well. And I'm telling you, these types of watches, you can go to, I mean, if you're in the US, you go to any department store, you go in the mall and you're going to see watches like this that are $300, $400. Yeah, and these are nice. I, you can get the same quality, free shipping from the United Kingdom, anywhere in the world, free shipping. You can get the same type of watch with that quality for under 100 bucks and get an additional 10% off right now with promo code ROPES at lordtimepieces.com. It's the new watch brand taking social media by storm. I'm telling you, I, I go on Facebook now, and I'm seeing Lord Timepieces ads all over the place. I, they are a new brand. They want you to try the product, and I'm telling you, Jeff and I have tried it, and they are super cool watches. And I don't wear watches all the time. I wore mine today because this is a watch that I feel I can wear everywhere. Uh, but when you're dressing up, whether it's for a wedding, whether it's a, if you're going out on a date, Valentine's Day is coming up, guys. Valentine's Day is coming up. They have women's and men's watches at lordtimepieces.com. It's really cool. I hope you give them a try. And right now with promo code ROPES, you can save 10%. So we're giving you a deal, trying out the watches. And at under, under 100 bucks, you really can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with Lord Timepieces. Try it out. Lordtimepieces.com. Use promo code ROPES lordtimepieces.com promo code ropes we want to thank them for joining the show and sponsoring shake them ropes and i will be wearing this watch quite a bit so if you if you guys go try a watch if you send it as a gift or use it for yourself send us a picture of it let us know at shake them ropes on twitter thank you lord timepieces for joining the show here on shake them ropes at the shake them ropes episode 192 you can find us on itunes stitcher TuneIn radio everywhere uh, i know some people were having trouble getting us on itunes recently um, I believe whatever issue was going on, which was on the uh, the RSS feed side, I don't know exactly what was happening, but we got people looking into it. That should be fixed by now. So if you are still having trouble on iTunes, uh, delete the show and resubscribe to it and everything should be good on the iTunes feed. You can go to bit.ly slash iTunes and subscribe easily through iTunes uh, or just search for us on any podcast platform that you use. Um, Big weekend for WWE. Uh, I thought the UK tournament was a huge home run. Uh, Mm -hmm. We went in with lowered expectations, and maybe that's the way we should have done it all along with the Cruiserweight Classic, because Cruiserweight Classic was a cool thing. Uh, This UK tournament was super cool. Just the presentation, the building that they used, uh, you know, having the Neville match with Tommy End on the second night, and then, of course, uh, Pete Dunne, 
Pete Dunn was a superstar to me. This was the Pete, Pete Dunn show, even though he yes. didn't win. Oh, Pete Dunn was fantastic. Everything about his character and everything they did with him, um, including the – I just love the little nugget of Pete Dunn will take on anybody except when w William Regal gets mad, he cowers. I think that, that part was so great. Well, what what's super funny with the William Regal thing is – a lot of people were like, I love how Pete Dunn is scared of Regal. And I don't know if it was necessarily scared because there were some times where he was giving him this look like, you're not going to do anything to me. I, yeah. I think a lot of it was the startledness, the surprise that William Regal mm -hmm. was so agitated at him and he wasn't expecting it and he just got kind of thrown off. But um, everything so I, about I thought the everything story, played well. Yeah. Everything about the story, the through story throughout the tournament of Pete Dunn and what he was doing to win up and up until the up until the final battle against Tyler Bate was great. I, I thought, and uh, my, I don't know if you ever saw this movie, but Pete Dunn, I mean, I, I saw his, his work in, in Bola this year was great too. I, I thought um, he looks like, I don't know if you ever saw the, uh, the old early eighties movie, bad boys with Sean Penn, but he I looks like Sean Penn. And, he looks like Sean Penn in that movie. He does kind <laughs> of look like Sean Penn. He looks like Sean Penn now. Yeah. I, I thought he was great. I, I, I thought it was a nice touch to actually have that kind of story rather than it be a sports-oriented tournament. Now, of course, the question is, what do you do? After? Oh, and, and, and Mark Andrews, I thought, really represented himself quite well in this tournament as well. I yeah, he looked, he, looked, uh, he looked really cool um, in it. There weren't, there weren't a lot of losers, I will no. say. Um, I mean, hell, the biggest loser might have been the guy you thought might win the whole thing. Yeah. Jordan uh, yeah. Devlin was not very impressive, um, but he, and then again, he's a really super young kid. I mean, we say that even though Tyler Bate was 19 years old. I mean, Tyler Bate looked great. Uh, it is, it is fun. I mean, we we don't want to harp on the size and everything, but you know Vince McMahon does. And yes. you have Tyler Bate in there, your UK champion, who's getting towered over by William Regal and Triple H and Finn Balor, who's not the tallest man in his own right. Uh, Tyler Bate is not the type of guy you're going to see on Raw winning a lot of matches, but for a UK weekly show that they end up doing on the network and for this tournament, Tyler Bate was super over. Uh, this is a guy that you can now build around because he's going to be around for a long time at his age. And then I think Pete Dunne made a, made a good showing for himself. If they keep him in the UK show, if they end up moving him to NXT and actually signing this guy, uh, Pete Dunne's going to do really well almost wherever he goes. So they made they some really stars need this weekend. They really need to combine NXT, this, and the 205. They really do. And there's your third brand, if you wanted it, with with all three of those things within it, I, I think. I mean, as opposed to maybe having four or five different touring companies, so to speak, that are all kind of like bare bones. And I think you could do, you could do nice specials with this UK bracket, even though the guys are small, kind of like how – WCW in Japan used to have those super shows or WCW versus Japan yeah. where you get things like Chris Benoit versus Shinjiro Otani and things of that nature. I, I think that'd be kind of a cool little special to have is like 205 versus UK or something well, like that. It would be a cool special, but I'm completely fine if they want to keep the UK show in the UK because I think yeah. that would be a cool atmosphere. You do these weekly shows and maybe every couple of months you do like a big pay-per-view type special on a Sunday night or something like that. Um, but a, a weekly show with just keeping it UK, it's going to be super niche. Like uh, not a lot of people are going to watch it, but it would be an interesting weekly television show for the WWE network. And, and that's well, they, the kind of stuff I like. I like watching these newer shows and not watching all the old stuff. 
Yeah, the the only thing about that is when you have a UK only show, then you start wondering, well, then okay, why don't you have guys, say like um, you know Wade Barrett or Drew McIntyre, if they were to come back, or if they, if they signed Magnus, would you stick him there with all these small guys, so to speak, or would you put? I mean, it, it gets kind of complicated when you finally find quote unquote Vince guys, so to speak. Because you don't want to have guys that are towering over the small guys. I mean, we, we had no. that question. It's like, yeah. I wouldn't put the Drew Galloways in there. I would keep it to the the UK indie stars that you're seeing. Make it a developmental. Okay. And if someone gets super over and someone you want to bring into NXT or Raw or SmackDown, we'll bring them over. You know, losing okay. one guy on the UK show wouldn't be the biggest deal in the world. Um, no. But build make, – make yourselves progress wrestling. Why not? Just have a weekly show where you're making the UK British guys – uh, or the UK guys, the the European fellas on there, and they're becoming your superstars and you're building up the start. They did it on this tournament weekend. They made stars out yeah. of Tyler Bate. They made stars out of mm-hmm. Pete Dunne. Um, you can do some other things with, uh, with the guy who was a mix between Seth Green and Tyler Black. Uh, you can, James Drake, whatever his name was. Uh, you can You can do things like that. You don't have to make these guys permanent WWE guys. Let the UK show be its own little thing. Just have yeah, leave a con- leave, leave a consultant from the WWE and have Progress run the creative too. That'd be fine with me. Yeah, I, I think there's there's potential there. I'm not I'm not disheartened on it. Uh, 205 Live is getting to be you know okay. I still don't think they have a clue what they actually want to do with the show. They do um, tournaments really well because they're short term and they can plot the entire thing. It's then that next step that they always kind of blow it like i'm having an issue with this neville thing because i love neville i love the heel neville and he's been super great and, the last until until and his god some of his reactions are just fantastic like there was one a couple weeks ago where, where rich swan's music hits and you just see him just kind of roll his eyes for a second he's great until he says starts spewing that junk about being the king of the division because you know he's getting a crown and scepter at some point don't you if he no, keeps on going this so. way I don't think. Well, I, I guess I can't say no because Sheamus did, and this yeah. is this is Sheamus all over again. Uh, but I'll hold out hope that he does not get the crown and scepter. And if he does, I I believe this heel Neville can make it work. I really do. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I I like what fun Neville's been doing. I I want that, that second day was was a lot of fun to watch. Second day was super down. cool. Um, First day um, wasn't bad. It just it was just it was establishing things. And it was very quick patient. too. It was the, very the crowd. The crowd was better night one, I thought, than night two, but but I, I'm not crowd shaming at all. I think they were very good both nights. Yeah, the you know, crowd was fine. Uh, the show went by very quick. I mean, the first night was two hours. The second night was two hours and ten minutes. Super quick for like this for a tournament where I thought the show might actually last like four hours. I'm glad it didn't. Uh, but everything was nice and compact, and it was a good tournament. I wish they would do more things like this, not even – a lot of talk out there is, hey, where's the next country they're going to do this with? Whether Will it be Mexico? Will it be Japan? I'm like, do a King of the Ring. You know, you can do tournaments with your with your mid-card guys, bring some NXT guys up, and do a King of the Ring with, uh, with the mid-carders. You don't need the main eventers, but do it in a small venue. Do it on a house show loop and have a eight-man King of the Ring tournament over the two nights on a, on a WWE Network special. Instead of one pay-per-view or instead of on Raw, do a little special King of the Ring in a small venue. People will go nuts for like Tyler Breeze and Cesaro, and and if you have Roderick Strong or someone in NXT with a with a following, do it at like the Manhattan Center. I mean, come on, you can you can do a number of different things. It doesn't have to be an international tournament. Even you can do a two night King of the Ring. Use the properties you already have. 
There's a lot yeah. of potential for doing more of this stuff. And that's been talked about for two years. You know, people have been talking about doing house shows on the network for all the time. And they kind of did that with some of those specials like Roadblock and Beast of the East. Um, but yeah, do more of it. You don't have to expand out to international every single time. You can do an NXT house show on the WWE network. You know, do do what you did over Christmas break with Australia and Japan. Do more of that. And that'd be super cool. Have a live event every single week. I don't think you're going to be overloading your audience more than you already have. And yeah, and it's and, and stuff on the network, it's going to work out for you. Yeah, and what they're going to do eventually is much like other television channels, hopefully. You don't have to watch every program on the channel at all times. You can pick and choose what you want to watch in terms yeah. of what your tastes are, if, if they can diversify their product a little more. But as long as you make everything look like that UK tournament, the people who didn't choose to watch the UK tournament at least know that they're going to get quality on the things they do decide to watch. And, mm -hmm. and maybe you get some converts. Maybe you have more people watching that UK tournament. And they, they really like it. Now they want to watch the UK show. Um, maybe people who are disenfranchised with the 205 live show, you want them back. You know, don't, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Like, Oh, well, we need these guys to really like 205 live or they're going to leave the network. Well, you know, concentrate on other things doing well, and maybe they'll stick around, stick around. Cause th there's a lot of crossover between 205 live and a British TV show. I feel you have the same types of talents. Yeah. Everyone may not be familiar with the UK guys. If they were familiar with the U S guys. But it, it could work. I, mean, they're, I like what they're doing. I think 2017 is going to be a huge year for this network. Now they just got to bring back breaking ground in Tino Sabatelli. <laughs> I'm very interested on, on the guys, the main British guys that they don't have under contract and what happens in, in that kind of circle. Because you have, you know, you, you, the big three, of course, of British wrestling who have gone on to either Ring of Honor or still independent or Zack Sabre Jr., Marty Skrull, and Will Ospreay. Absolutely. Think about that too, how well this tournament went down with those three not involved. And you get you didn't have Damo involved because he's already in NXT. Mm -hmm. uh, you didn't have Neville involved in the tournament because he's not a UK only guy. Uh yeah, you had a lot of names who weren't in this tournament that, you know, if they had been, how much crazier it could have been in this tournament. I like Danny Birch's showing. I mean, Danny Birch is a guy, uh Martin Stone, who works US and UK independence. Uh, Danny Birch is a guy that I think they could do things with. And it's just funny to me that he looks like a tough guy. He's a thick dude and he is not getting the, the chances that some of the guys who, you know, it's a whole new game in WWE as far as body type and what people look like. Cause Danny Birch is a guy that I would feel would be like a, a top consideration to be in NXT. And he's come in for matches here and there. Uh, so you got a lot of talent. Some who are being looked at, some who aren't, but there's a lot of talent out there still. Hmm. You don't like Danny Birch? I think he's fine. I, I, I don't think I think they've already kind of made up their mind on him. I mean, no, it seems obvious. I thought it was funny that they, uh, you know, I asked around to see if Danny Birch was living in the UK or still in the US, and and a lot of people don't know if he moved back yet. Although that's the that's the hunch, just because he's working more of the UK indies. Uh, but I thought it was interesting that they would have flown Danny Birch from Florida to the UK just to work one match. So I got to feel he's in the UK again, but that's what happened. He lost to Jordan Devlin and then Jordan Devlin lost. It was a, it was a high, uh, it, there was some high flying. There were some different styles of British wrestling. It was all over the place, but that tournament worked out super well. And I think rightfully so a lot of, uh, a lot of the workers are getting praised, but also Michael Cole's getting a lot of praise for his commentary work. On this UK that was some tournament. really good work. That was some good work on his part. And I thought Nigel McGuinness really 
stepped up to oh, in terms yeah. of working on a new team. Yeah, better than what he's been in ROH. And Michael Cole tweeted out, yeah. that, where has Nigel McGuinness been all my life? Nice. That's the, you know what? And for a guy that, like that who's been, you know, kind of shepherding, um, you know, Corey and and brought in Morrow. I mean, if you get Michael Cole on your side, you could have a gig there, man. Hey, he's, he's basically the producer for all of the announcers. So to get an announcing job, you go through Michael Cole. I mean, he's getting more of a uh, a backstage presence as far as his work. I mean, this is a guy who who trained Corey Graves. Basically, he's worked with all the announce guys. Uh, so yeah, if you can get on Michael Cole's good side, I mean, hell, Michael Cole won't be the announcer forever. This is a guy who's smart. He's planning ahead because he knows. You know, Vince did not like Jim Ross. Who knows how long Triple H might like Michael Cole in the announce booth. So start, you know, digging your heels into the backstage side. You know, build up some replacements, not because you think you might, uh, or not because you're afraid of not being the announcer and you might get fired, but, you know, dig yourself in backstage so it doesn't matter if you're replaced on screen because you are, you are a backstage role and you can keep that role for life. And, uh, and get some people who are qualified to be the on-screen role so you don't have to always be on-screen. Uh, so I like Nigel per- So you don't have Percy Watson. Not Percy Watson. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't think Percy Watson has improved. I mean, I think that's a fair criticism of Percy Watson. <laughs> I, he hasn't gotten better. I mean, he's, okay, no diving into the negative on Percy no. Watson. Um, the Automatic Kane Award. I hope I'm the Automatic Kane winner in the Royal Rumble pool. And to finish that note, once we have our 30 entrants, we will uh, we will reveal the entries and the number selections in the Royal Rumble pool next week on the Royal Rumble preview show uh, that we are doing. Um, some house cleaning program notes. Jeff Hawkins, do you want to go live after the Royal Rumble on Sunday the 29th? I've heard that we have an offer, so yes. Guys, breaking news. Jeff Hawkins and Rob McCarron We'll be live streaming our show after the Royal Rumble. I'm going to be hyped that night, too. I'm going to be drunk that night. I'm going to be hyped. I'm going to watch four hours of the Royal Rumble. I'm going to be super excited that Kurt Angle wins. I'm going to be excited. Um, but, yeah, so uh, that is that is something we're going to do. We're going to live stream more information coming next week on the show. Uh, but it is going to be a simulcast with our good friend uh, Sean Ross Sapp's Fightful Online, uh, Fightful.com. We are going to do a simulcast of Shake Them Ropes and the Fightful podcast on Fightful's network um, Mm -hmm. and then release the audio as usual on the Voices of Wrestling feed as well as our Shake Them Ropes feed, which you can get all the info at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. uh, So that'll be a a fun time. We're going to introduce a new audience to the Shake Them Ropes podcast and get more mm -hmm. people hopefully interested in the show and allow you guys to listen to our show as it's happening. So if you're super hyped about the Royal Rumble, you can kind of keep that going and join us for a live event on YouTube uh, for Shake Them Ropes episode. What will it be? uh, 194, I believe, will be the post-Royal Rumble show. Uh, So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I believe Alex Pawlowski will be joining us too. Yeah, we're we have a special guest, Alex uh, from Fightful, will also be on the show. So we're going to have him on. Uh, so we'll do the Fightful thing, and it'll be an episode of Shake Them Ropes that'll be on the audio feed uh, late Sunday night, early Monday morning. We'll see how coordinated I am after all my vodka cranberries um, that'll be consumed. <laughs> all two, that night. two of them. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, man. It's a four-hour show, and I'm going to be hyped for it. I might, I might uh, uh, divulge. Let me tell you something. If it if it has half the heat. Of that AJ Miz and Cena segment that opened up SmackDown, 
Good Lord, I loved that. Breaking news, AJ Styles is great. AJ Styles was fantastic in this. Getting, I loved that he was susceptible to empty flattery by Shane McMahon while also just being totally, completely ticked at the same time. That was great. Miz was fantastic. And you know what? As over the top as he was playing the instigator here, John Cena was really good. I mean, that whole segment was money to me. I, it got me hyped for that Miz-AJ Styles match later. I loved it. I want more really Miz. Good match. Yeah, they yeah. had a really good match, too. The thing I liked about that match was it was every time Miz started getting into a run of, of that quote-unquote soft style that, that Daniel Bryan always brings up, then AJ Styles would just hit him with a forearm or something. <laughs> You'd go, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. It was that kind of cool contrasting styles thing. I, I loved every moment of it. Yeah, big fan of that. Um, yeah, I thought the TV on Monday and Tuesday was okay. I, I didn't really get Brock Lesnar's appearance. I mean, they they had him for the night, and then they just decided to you know give him give Roman Reigns the F five. Which well, let's sa- let's sandwich the negative with the two positives because I got a positive coming up later also. So okay, I, mean, I don't have, I don't have a ton to say about Raw and SmackDown honestly. So say whatever you want to say before we get into praising the upcoming Andrade Almas and Roderick Strong. <laughs> is it post Hogan cynicism that we can't have uh, just happy? genuine baby face did, did the attitude era just make every baby face need to have that quote-unquote edge the shades of gray thing post hogan because i i just didn't get making Sami Zayn look that bad for comedy's sake and then just leaving bailey out there to die with poems i i just i didn't get either of those moves i'm not i'm not as angry as i seem to have let on in the opener i i'm just you watch that and then combine that with American Alpha, who who are not giving, who all they need to do is give us straight ahead, we're happy to be here and fight for the people type of babyface promo. And instead, they're coming off cocky and, and kind of honest with you. I, I, I don't understand why all babyfaces need to have an edge. Well, what's interesting, too, you talk about Bailey is if Bailey did similar stuff in NXT, I'm not entirely sure it wouldn't get over. Yeah, I mean, maybe I mean, it's the crowd, but in NXT, sometimes with Bailey, yeah. Bailey's done hokey stuff in NXT before. All the hugging, yeah. I mean, the hugging stuff was hokey, but it got over. Yeah, the hokey stuff got over, but but there's just a weird. It, it's like they almost haven't even gone gone through a dry run of it before they put it out there, and then uh, then then they, they then they seem shocked by the response. Well, it, that, it's just so weird. I don't even I don't even think of it as they're not trying to bury anyone. So the whole idea of oh they're burying so and so I don't believe they're doing that on purpose. I think no they're trying to be ideas. entertaining. Yes, they're, they're well their idea is that hey this something like this worked and they're just misfiring sometimes. Um, but Bailey will survive. What doesn't? I, I looked at Sami Zayn in that main event match, the six uh, the six man tag, and Sami Zayn looks super out of place. I don't know what it is exactly. Uh, whether it's you know not not the tanness uh, he's going in super pasty white plain black shorts that have a little bit of writing on him i don't know what it is same as Zane just sticks out like a sore thumb like i i watched those six man tags and i'm thinking okay five of these guys are superstars on wwe tv the other guy is wrestling on a local texas indie show and i love yeah. Sami Zayn, and Sami Zayn's you know in the ring is great and he's done some really good things on wwe and nxt tv it just it, Monday night was not a Sami Zayn night. 
No, and I, I think they've built up that bad will towards Sammy by concentrating on the looks and the paper boy and the little snide remarks here and there. I don't think they tried to bury him on purpose. I think they were trying to do that to build sympathy. And, of course, I don't think that's a good way to do it. Um, it it's going to be very interesting, this, this Royal Rumble card afterwards, because if Bailey loses after, after these types of vignettes have been dying on the vine <laughs> – they may not be able to build her up for Wrestle for a WrestleMania match. Do you do you think Bailey is getting the first pay per view win over Charlotte Flair at the Royal Rumble? No, I don't. I, I I really don't. I, I don't think I don't think that win comes until WrestleMania, and I don't think she's she's getting it either. I think it's probably gonna be Nia Jax still. Really? Uh, yeah. Really, Nia Jax? I don't know about that one. Could they dare do a four way with Nia Jax and Sasha both involved? I think so, I, or something like that. I don't know. I, I don't. I really don't know. That's kind of confusing. I, I I think the elimination chamber coming in February is too soon. Again, I hate having it there. I'd much rather have it replace TLC. To be honest with you, do you but, uh, do you oh, ever think that uh, Nia Jax will enter a Royal Rumble match? No, I think they did that. They did that once with uh, when when Karma and they did with China. Yeah, and I Beth don't Phoenix, think... I believe Beth Phoenix was. Oh, in that's a rumble. right. That's right. Beth Phoenix was in a rumble. I think Lita might have been in one at one point. Or no, no, she just did a run. I don't believe she was an actual entrant. She just no. came. Yeah, yeah. I I think given the current climate, I don't think they're gonna do man on woman violence in the WWE anymore. I, I just think they're gonna avoid that altogether. Um, but I did. I liked that. Uh, did you like the uh, SmackDown women's title cage match? I did. I thought it had a lot of heat to it. It felt like a true main event on that show. Mm-hmm. And then you got the big reveal at the end that Mickey James is indeed back. Uh, Mickey James was La Luchadora, but she is a sidekick to Alexa, which is an interesting thing. I did not expect, uh, you know, obviously La Luchadora was against Becky and sometimes she's been helping Alexa, but I thought, you know, when La Luchadora, La, when uh, whatever her name is, La Luchadora, when she was actually revealed as Mickey, I did not feel like they would align her with Alexa. Maybe a thing where Alexa wins, she leaves, and all of a sudden Mickey James goes in there and attacks Becky, and that's your that's your program. Uh, but yeah, Mickey James is the sidekick right now to Alexa. Yeah, Chris. I liked um, even though it, it 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 was a little bit tenuous there for a second. The uh, I thought they did well to recover on the uh, spot where Becky was basically all the way over the cage, and then Alexa had to catch up and, and pull the hair. I thought that was nice. The Bexploder off the off the top rope i thought was really kind of a cool spot um my joke as always was i hope mickey i hope the angle is that mickey james thinks alexa bliss is trish stratus (laughs) it's convinced that's actually trish and it's not and she's just playing crazy mickey james for a while if that actually Uh happened though i would have jeff hawkins on this show (laughs) next week talking about how stupid that was (laughs) well the way they it's a great idea poorly executed that's what i'd say (laughs) You are such a um, cynic. You are such a cynic. I, I am. I, well, I just, it's one of those things where it's like, man, they have such great ideas and then they overthink them or they overscript them and then they just lose the steam. I mean, you, you see it in the tournaments all the time too. I'm I'm not being negative. I'm very high on the product right now. I thought all the product for the most part was pretty good. I just, there's certain characters that work in wrestling in terms of the my raw complaints and WWE is as I've been kind of saying for the past couple of weeks, they have a baby face problem. They have a huge baby face problem where everybody's cheering the heels. Everybody's cheering the heels and you're not supposed to do that. I mean, it's, 
such a weird dynamic that they don't know how to build a baby face anymore because they just want everybody to be badasses. But you know, I, I love this SmackDown show. This thing was great. And and Baron Corbin had another great um entry on uh on Talking Smack afterwards. I don't know if you saw that. That he was fantastic on that. Well, yeah, Baron Corbin's great. Here's the thing about Baron Corbin, he is great. He's fantastic. He's probably he's probably the best future star they have right now in the company. Uh, Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin might main event a WrestleMania together, and it will be the highest grossing WrestleMania of all time. <laughs> I mean, we are talking about one of the biggest names on Raw, going up toe-to-toe with Goldberg and Brock Lesnar and, and Roman Reigns. And we're talking about Baron Corbin, who in all realistic uh, you know, opportunity here should be the SmackDown champion. We are looking at maybe possibly future headliners in the WWE Hall of Fame, Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman. And we are getting we are getting the before they were stars right now. Right now. All right. Enjoy well, it while you can, guys. Enjoy it while you can. It's Jack Gallagher carrying 205. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 